Hello, everybody. This is Audrea Richmond. Welcome to Transitioning Solopreneur. I'm very excited to welcome you to the very official um, first episode. We are going to be covering a lot. I'm very excited about this particular podcast because I feel like it's going to be a place for me to come and be honest, be transparent, really give you um, a platform to really kind of listen to all the things that's going on when you're a transitioning solo solopreneur. Because I feel like oftentimes as solopreneurs, we really are kind of working in silo. We don't really have a lot of people to talk to. That's why it's, you know, it's very important that you get inside of, you know, some type of entrepreneurial community. That way you're not going through things alone. But before we dive into this particular episode, I first want to introduce myself for those who may not know who I am. My name is Audrea Richmond, and I am a marketing and lunch strategist. I consult, coach, and advise CEOs and their marketing teams on how to launch game-changing marketing campaigns and build uncloned brands. If you're not familiar with our brand, Unclone, Unclone means to challenge your norms and be the first to do it first. Um, and so we all are all about individuality and standing out and becoming the obvious choice in your industry. So that's who I am in a nutshell. And I will be your host for this podcast for the, you know, for the rest of these episodes. So the first episode is called, When Is It Time to Hire? And the reason I wanted to start with this episode, because trust me, I'm, I'm kind of further along in the process but I think it's important to kind of know when is it time to hire? When, you know, what are some things that will come up to let you know, like, oh, snap, like it's actually time to hire. Like I need to bring somebody in for this. You know, I need to bring somebody in for that. And so um, the first thing that, that come to mind is like when you talk about hiring, it is not an easy decision, right? Um, sometimes it just sneak up on you. You know it's time to hire. Like, okay, I can't handle these gigs. But sometimes you can kind of be complacent if your business is not growing fast. And then you have a, a, a spurt of growth where you're forced to hire. And that's pretty much what happened with me. Um, as a solopreneur with our particular business, you know, we're creating courses, publishing books and things like that. And, you know, we're running masterminds and programs. And they've always been fairly manageable where it's just me or an executive assistant. So I really haven't need, had a need to have like a huge big team. But in 2020, outside of the pandemic, there were some other things that happened and we're going to get into that. But I think it's important to talk about like, when is it time to hire? Because, you know, if you don't really know how to identify those things, you could prematurely be hiring too fast. You could be overpaying way too soon. And it's important to kind of know um, when to do it. And another thing I want to talk about, and I probably need to make a note of this real quick, because I'm making some notes here. I want to talk about like your front end and back end help, right? And I don't hear a lot of people uh, talking about that. I kind of started with back end as opposed to front end. And I'm going to tell you the importance of having both. So let's get into when is it time to hire first, and then we'll get into the difference in the, in the type of people you need. I'm telling you, like you want to pull out your notebooks, you want to get your pen and paper. Um, just a little quick plug. We do sell uncloned notebooks at unclone.shop. So you can go to our shop, grab a branded notebook if you want to be able to take some notes um, inside of our, our notebooks. But um, let's get into um, when is it time to hire? 
In 2020, I published my third book, which is called Unclone Marketing, How to Challenge the Norms with Profitable Marketing Campaigns. And with that book, is is you know, I'm, this is my third time, right? And as this being my third book that I'm publishing, really it's my fourth book, but I call it my third book because my third book was like a workbook called The Yes Experience, but I'm, I'm saying it's like my third book book, right? Where chapters and segments and things like that. So this is my third book. I published it in 2020. And when I published the book, I like, I knew the book was good, but I didn't know it was going to be like, like this. Like I'm thinking, cause I had to cancel my um, book launch and I'm like, how am I going to do a book launch? This was the first time I wanted to do a book signing. My first two books didn't have a book signing. And so I'm like, Ooh, I really want to like, you know, put the book out there in a big way. Um, we had began to rent space and all the things and then come to find out it was like, Oh, the pandemic. <laughs> so we had to pretty much figure out like, how do I still have a major marketing campaign with, and still be able to sell books in the middle of a pandemic. And I have to say by far, it's my best book launch, right? Like today. Um, and it has a lot to do with the fact that it was a pandemic because it forced us to innovate with our marketing campaigns. So when we put the book out there, you know, my initial goal was to sell like, you know, a couple hundred copies of the book. And then we got to a thousand and then we got to 2000 copies. And before you knew it, like we were just selling the book nonstop. And since that book came, the book came out in 2020, we still selling that book every single day, like clockwork into all the way here in 2023. So this is one of those books I like to say that put me on the map, right? And during that time when people was reading the book, they were able to see like, oh, this girl is actually pretty smart when it comes to marketing. Like she cold-blooded with it. And, you know, as a person who hasn't went to school uh, to learn marketing, I'm self-taught. I was really like changing the game for marketing books because one, as a black woman, people were reading the book and was like, wow, this is crazy. Number two, People loved how digestible the book was, how relatable the book was, and how easy I made marketing, right? Because, you know, as somebody who's self-taught, you're not going to be super technical. Even though I am a technical person, I was able to make marketing very, you know, very accessible to everybody. And so when the book came out, I'm getting opportunities at the wazoo. Like people are like, hey, I want you to be on this podcast. Can you come and get on this Instagram live uh, can we book you for this? Can we hire you for that? Um, can we join this program? Can you join this? And let me say this, right? My first book is called, Are You Ready for the Yes? And that book is all about preparing yourself for opportunity. Luckily for me, I had already been preparing a lot of these systems and processes um, when the book came out. So I had already had my programs, I already had uh, sales processes and systems for all the products that we sold. But, but there was a side of the business that I hadn't really thought about capacity. And I talk about capacity a lot. And during this time, a lot of people wanted to work with me one-on-one, right? Um, we didn't really have a lot of problem with our group programs, but particularly one-on-one. People were coming to me and was like, hey, I want you to put together my marketing campaign. And this was also when I was like heavily on Clubhouse, right? So I'm on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is popping I'm kind of one of the top people on Clubhouse. Then, um, you know, the book is out. Everybody is buying the book. The book launch is doing great. And so all of these things are happening all at once, right? And this was the first time that I would like to say I saw the max capacity with my business. I was maxed out because I had a mastermind 
I still have a mastermind, but at the time, this was the first year of us, of us operating the mastermind. So I'm doing all the one-on-one clients with my clients. They all had one-on-one access to me. Um, we also had, at the time, we, we also had, like, in addition to the one-on-one, people were booking me for VIP days. My calendar was booked, like, every other weekend I was doing a VIP day. Um, in addition to that, um, with the book lunch, we were doing, like, marketing campaigns and releases and video content and webinars and virtual conference. And all of this is really on the back of me, uh, you know, our graphic designer at the time and an executive assistant and my husband. So, and uh, um, we also had a, a brand ambassador manager, which she was part-time at the time as a community manager. So even though we had some contractors, because these weren't employees, these were contractors helping us, it still wasn't enough. It, was, it wasn't enough help that I needed, right? Which brings me to this idea of front end versus back end. Typically, when you are, you know, when you first hear people say hire a team, build a team, hire a team, the first thing that most people say, especially in the small business world, get you a VA, right? Get you an EA or a VA. A VA stands for a virtual assistant. EA stands for an executive assistant. And typically, when people are like, hey, get you a VA or EA, they don't really... (laughs) I know they mean well, right? But I think that one of the things that we don't get the opportunity to really understand is like, what do I need to actually grow my business? Like I had so many back-end people that I was working with. I had an I had three agencies that I had worked with. Um, I had an executive assistant, I had um a graphic designer, I had you know, the community managers, but all everybody that I'm saying were back-end people. I needed front-end people, meaning client-facing, helping me do client delivery and uh, deliver the work, right? I needed to replicate my intellectual property to other people to be able to deliver to my clients because, you know, our brand is all about becoming the obvious choice in your industry. And so that's that's a pretty in-demand thing that people want, mainly because if everybody is telling you to be a clone or be like everybody else. And I'm over here like, Hey, become the obvious choice that becomes enticing. But I've only, I only have so many hours. I only have so much bandwidth. Right. And so it, it caused a problem, a good problem. But this was the first time I was able to see that I needed, that I had, like I needed help. Right. And so as I'm doing all of this and I'm going through all of this, I'm like, you know what? I need to hire. And so the first thing I thought to do was hire um, two marketing managers. And I could say at the time when I hired those two marketing managers, that still wasn't going to help because I still needed to put systems in place. And I was transitioning out of a lot of different services and moving into a different type of service. And so oftentimes they were just on the calls watching me work because I was unclear. I didn't, and at the time I didn't have a, a vivid vision. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But like at the time, I wasn't really clear on where I was taking people. And this was the first time that I had to manage people outside of myself. See, I'm used to having an idea for a project, have people go and work on the project and then, um, you know, work with the client and be done. But now it was time for me to train other people on how I give my client a result. I'm having to train people on how to conduct a VIP day or or train people on how to coach train people on how to advise our clients. And that was very difficult, even with a book, right? I thought like, and this is another thing, (laughs) like you can give your people a book, but that's not enough, 
right? You think like, oh, read this book or go through this course or watch this training. There's nuances that, that are not picked up when they're reading book. There are nuances that take place when you're not necessarily going through the, you know, when you're, um, when you're going through the course. So when they're actually implementing what you're saying, the way that they interpret the course may t- be totally different than your intentions. And you're having to like correct course, correct a lot of different things, AKA management. Right. And so this idea of, okay, I want to grow this business. I want to get out of not only me being doing the VIP days, but how do I certify other people to be able to do that? And I kind of hit a wall in my business. So at the end of 2020, going into 2021, I'm like, okay, I'm about to take this hiring thing seriously. I had hired the the marketing managers and they were on for a few months. It did not work out. Um, and honestly, I didn't know how to lead. That was really the main issue. Like it wasn't that I was like a bad boss, but literally they would just come to them. They would literally meet with me every day. We would sit on Zoom and they didn't really have any clear direction on what I wanted to do. And I was figuring this thing out. A part of me was also ashamed because I'm like, oh, how do I lead people? Okay, I will. Um, I need to get this tool in. Okay, well, maybe I think we need a, a centralized tool other than Voxer because I was so used to using Voxer for my mastermind clients. I'm like, all right, we need to get on Slack. But then I didn't really know how to use Slack. <laughs> and then like all of this stuff was like so new. Right. And as someone who's thinking about working for an organization, regardless of the price, they want to see structures. Right. They want to see that you are clear. They want to see that you have a vision for the business. Right. And and at the time I was very clear in my head what I wanted to do, but I needed to put that thing on paper. Right. And. At the time, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I know they're frustrated. This is not working. I'm still trying to understand legally what I can and can't do with them as my employees. Um, You know, what are the laws in Georgia? I remember one time they were supposed to be off, I think, around like Easter or something. And I didn't know that it was in the handbook that that was the day they they was off. Like it was just so much. Right. And I'm just keeping it 100 with y'all because I know that. As a transitioning solopreneur, a lot of people are not going to be transparent. A lot of people are not going to tell you the the grimy truth. A lot of people are not going to take accountability for being wrong and not knowing that they didn't know what they was <laughs> what they was doing. And I feel like that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's going to be about me coming on here and telling you like, man, the raw authentic truth, right? And so after that, you know, I transitioned out of working with them and I kind of went into a rut. Right. I went into a rut and there were two books that I read that like changed everything for me. And I'll link those two books in the show notes. But the first book was um, Traction. I actually read Traction before. No, it was Vivid Vision, then Traction. Right. Vivid Vision was all about how do you create a a vision for your organization? It's kind of like a vision board document for your business but in a written way where your team can understand what the plan is. Um, so definitely check out Vivid Vision by Cameron. Um, I don't know what Cameron Hurl. Yeah, Cameron Hurl. That's his last name. And that was the book that helped me get vision. So now I'm like, okay, I got vision. Okay. I kind of know what I what I wanted to do, but still you can have a vision all day, but vision don't treat don't t- teach you management. <laughs> Right. Uh, You know, vision doesn't tell you how to operate your business. Vision doesn't tell you 
how many people you need. Vision doesn't tell you how to hold the people you hire accountable. And that's where the book Traction come into place. And Traction is about, um, is by Gino Wickman, is based on the EOS system, the uh, entrepreneurial operating system, very similar to like, you know, uh, a software document or software or whatever. And that book, when I say change the game, change the game. I'm going to grab the book really quick so I can talk about like the different chapters in the book that really helped me. So like in the book, he talked about like in this book, he talked about having a vision. He also talked about people, the right people, the right butts in the right seat. He talked about data, data component, like how to hold your people accountable, how to set benchmarks. He talked about how to handle issues and he also go over how to have meetings, how many meetings you should have, who you should have on your operations team, not your operations team, but your leadership team, how frequently um, you all should be making decisions. How do you handle change? When I tell you this book, honestly, it was better than any business coach that I had hired, mainly because had I known some of these things as a solopreneur transitioning into a, you know, a CEO that's like have a team, I think I would have avoided a lot of mistakes. And that's my, also my hope with this podcast is that you listen to the podcast and you like, okay, bet. Like I am going to read these two books. I'm going to create my vivid vision. I'm going to read traction. I'm going to think through what does it look like and who do I need? And this is what I will say. If you like, hey, Audrea, you know, I'm not at a place now where I can hire and all the things. Look, you cannot also afford to be small, right? And if I can tell you anything, one of the things that's been helping me drastically, drastically hand over fist is these books. I got so many books I'm going to recommend to you, but I feel like these two books were pivotal in my thought process and it really giving me some momentum. We're going to be talking about hiring tools we're going to be talking about people issues. We're going to be talking about hiring and firing. Again, I'm not an attorney. I'm not an HR person. So take it with a grain of salt. I'm just more so speaking from a CEO who is transitioning into, well, I'm speaking more so as a transitioning solopreneur who's bossing up to be a CEO, who's finally having to manage people and all of the woes and, and things that come with that. So I'm going to conclude um, this particular episode with that, like you going to go get those two books, Vivid Vision and um, Traction. And this, the name of the book is called Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business by Gino Wickman. And before we also conclude, I do want to tell you two more things that you will know when it's time to hire. Number one, you don't have any space for business development. You don't have any time for your personal life you're you're burnt out if you you like you need the clients but you also is mentally burnt out and you're like okay I really need the clients but you can't even break away because you don't have no help right or in my case where when it really became very evident and we'll talk about this later on in another episode but my mother passed away in 2022 right um right after a big shipment that we got in and that was very hard on me and it was the first time I had to shut my business down and I had no one. And I mean, no one on my team that could take over our mastermind calls, our client calls. And this one, it became real that like hiring is not optional. You never know when someone is going to pass away. You never know when you need a mental break 
You never know when you are just needing time for yourself. So hiring is not just about quote unquote wasting money or spending money. It's about you being able to have the freedom to think, having the freedom to grow, having the freedom to live. That's what hiring is about. And I feel like as small business owners, it's not pressed upon us the benefits of hiring. I think a lot of times when we think about hiring, we think about the money aspect. So I just want to leave this with you. You are in good hands. I'm going to tell you everything that I know. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know every single thing because I don't. I'm just going to share with you what I know, what's benefiting, what's benefiting me, what's working, what's not working. And my hopes is, is that you walk away having a better understanding of how you want to approach and do things with your, with yourself. So that's going to be it. I just want to thank you all so, so much for tuning in to this podcast. And until next time, let's go live an unclone life and build an unclone brand. Bye, y'all.